Have you ever heard the notion that you need to get more listings as a real estate agent? Well, that is true now more than ever, especially with the commission lawsuits and all the things that might change in our industry. Today, I'm going to tell you my three best places to find listings in 2024 and beyond so that you can start putting together your strategy to absolutely triple, quadruple, whatever you want to do to absolutely scale your listing production this year starting right now. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up, guys? Jeremy Kane. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, both on YouTube and the podcast. Please, please, if you would be so kind, share this episode no matter where you are taking it in with your favorite real estate agent. I love helping agents win every single day at the game of real estate. And today is one of my favorite videos I've ever recorded because we're going to talk about getting more listings. And this is something that as you grow throughout your career, you're naturally going to start to get more listings. But I have three of the hot places or populations to target in order to get more listings. So stay tuned. First of all, I want to tell you that you absolutely need to talk to people who own homes to get more listings. Okay, all jokes aside, we're going to get into it. So let's talk about this. First and foremost, in Colorado, I was just sitting in a meeting today. The senior population is expected to reach 80 million in the United States by 2040. This growth drives demand for senior living options. And usually by that time in life, we do own homes. So those seniors that have to move out of you know their home for whatever reason, maybe they're moving to senior living, maybe they're downsizing. Those are is absolutely a population that we need to focus on. And so how do you go about getting that? You can absolutely um, do it in a number of ways, but this is something that you need to start catering your content to, talking to people, talking to you know your friends and your family that might have older relatives that they might have to be taking care for and starting to enter in some of the decision making as you know our population ages. So this is something that's absolutely key. This takes out usually the interest rate hikes and everything that's high because if these seniors have owned their home for 20, 30, 50, 60 years, they are going to have a massive amount of equity that they will need to liquidate in order to move to their next place, especially those senior living facilities. They're amazing. My wife's grandmother just moved into one. I was just visiting her this weekend and they're amazing, but they do cost money. And oftentimes our largest asset, of course, is our home. And that's where we have to make that equity liquid. And so that would involve selling the home. So some ideas that I've put together is having specific listing packages that will cater to this population, whether it is the senior population or another one, maybe we're talking about certain things that would be ideal for that target avatar so that you can separate yourself from the other agents, maybe even the listing agents of the neighborhood, right? When I walk into a listing and I have a package that's, you know, made out for the the silver sluggers, right? They love the the silver sneaker thing. So my silver sluggers package includes a move out clean that I cover through my commission. I include staging if they have moved out of the home to in order to stage it up, right? Because let's be real, we might have the pink carpet, we might have the blue stuff, or maybe you're lucky um, and they, they have more modern updates or they've done some things to your home, but putting some staging in that 
situation makes the house feel not quite like grandma's house because it'll kind of take away the focus off some of maybe the older non-updated things. So when we're able to do this, we're able to put ourselves ahead of the competition, right? And so as we kind of move through this, in, in most cases, we have a ton of homes that are ready to be sold, right? I was talking to my grandmother and she said, you know, there's so many people here that moved in here and have a home to sell. And so you bet your butt that I'm going to target that community and offer some incentive in order to choose me to help them, you know, sell their home. The move out clean is absolutely key because, you know, it's it's going to be emotional for this population to move out. Maybe they're giving up some of their independence if, you know, it's a situation like that. So you want to make it as easy as possible. So no one likes to go back and clean their house after they move out. So boom, we, we employ some cleaners, we get them over there and we take care of that so that we can, you know, provide just a little bit extra in our listing package for this group. And it goes for any group, no matter what group it is. If you have a specialty listing package that, you know, suits some of their needs or takes some some of the things that, that they have to do off the table, you're absolutely going to increase your conversion in those listing appointments. So I believe since that's the biggest population and most seniors will at least own a home, we can absolutely be there to help those that population get the thing done, take care of them, and, you know, absolutely a must in your real estate business to kind of at least think about this population or any population that may be soaring in your area, right? It's not every single area where, you know, a ton of seniors are, are downsizing or moving on to senior living. So make sure that you're looking at your demographics of your area and target a population that makes sense in order to assist and help them move into their next home. Because if you can have a population that has a large, you know, home ownership rate, and they're probably going to be moving in the next five to 10 years, that's an absolute goldmine for your listing business. All right, moving on from the seniors, my number two hottest place to find listings would be in townhome and attached HOA communities. As I mentioned in my previous video on my production channel, that HOAs, especially in Denver, are rising the premiums at an alarming rate, sometimes three, four hundred percent of an increase based on what they're doing because these HOA premiums are higher. Now, this may not apply to everyone across the country, but Denver and Colorado have, you know, the fourth highest insurance premiums in the country. And they're also rising at a very high rate because of the storms and the things that we've seen, a couple of fires. Um, in our area, it's just costing more for their, them to insure homes. Well, what happens when these big communities or maybe medium-sized communities have to, you know, take on the insurance premium hike, they pass it on right through the HOA premium. So literally, I was just at a house the other day and it was $320 a month for HOA. It was pretty standard for our area. Well, when I called the agent, he said, well, on January 1st, the HOA just went up to $640 a month because the insurance went up 400%. So that premium that took, you know, that's $300 that's right on top of your monthly mortgage payment for everybody and you can't do anything about it. This is not a special assessment. So I think that there will be a mad dash to move away from those townhome and condo HOA communities because if your premium has not risen 
quite yet. It may be coming and obviously you have to disclose and, and do all of those things, but I would absolutely try and get into some of those communities that haven't raised the rate. Maybe their premium's not coming up yet. And, you know, before the HOA committees start having these conversations, because from what I hear and according to my insurance guy, it's absolutely coming because these premiums are just increasing as we go. So, you know, that kind of coupled with, you know, the tax hikes that we've seen. So tax hikes and insurance premium, don't get me wrong, this is going to affect everybody across the board. However, when you take something like that with an HOA that you can't control, you can't go shop a different insurance company right? Your apps, you can't lower your deductible or raise your deductible in order to, you know, make that premium sustainable, then you have a lot less flexibility in an HOA community. So what's that going to mean? That's going to mean that it's going to, you know, sometimes in some cases raise someone's monthly output $400, right? And especially due to, you know, this being the more affordable option in our Denver market, that's going to be something that's either going to push people to the brink and just be like, nope, or it's also going to make it a lot harder to rent them out, right? Because your rent now, instead of, you know, going to your equity buy down and all of that, it's going towards the HOA, which is literally just burning money, right? And so I think there will be an increased amount of listings in the HOA community, especially once these premiums kind of take effect. But we're just on the front end of this. So I'm just starting to hear it. There's a news story, this complex. Um, I called an HOA manager and he said, certainly they're absolutely out there. But the smaller communities under 100 units are having the most massive increase because some of the 200 and 300 unit, the bigger complexes, were able to absorb that and you know divide it out among more people. And so I think that this is an absolute goldmine for listings. If you find an affordable HOA, that hasn't raised it. And who knows, it might not, they may be in a really good situation. However, I would be talking to my clients, especially the ones that bought a, a home in a townhome community and say, hey, look, this is the trend. Do you wanna look at moving away from that before your home maybe loses a little bit of value because now all of a sudden that HOA premium, those first time home buyers aren't gonna be able to afford it after the fact. And, you know, again, be very careful with this, the HOA documents, read the meeting minutes and all of that, because once that's in there, it's obviously going to be, you know, something that's that's seen and, you know, may if, may or may not affect um, the buyers or the potential buyer pool that you have. But I am absolutely going to target those communities that haven't seen that hike yet. Because I think that I can help those people get into, you know, use some of that equity that we've been so blessed with over the last three to five years here in Denver and get into a single family home where they have a little bit more options when it comes to insurance premiums for sure. And finally, we're going to talk about the short term rental market. There is a ton of people that have gotten into this market and I've talked to them and not to say it's going to crash. I'm not that guy. I'm not here to say it's gone. I know that people are absolutely killing it in the short term rental market. However, I also know that, you know, people are going back to work and, you know, people are having to commute back to work and we're not as, you know, online as we, we have been through the pandemic years. But some of these short term rental communities, um, first off, you know, the, the jurisdiction matters because they could easily change the rules on you. Typically, you're grandfathered in if you've been doing it, but you never know. But also, the fact that so many people came into the short-term rental market at the same time during the pandemic years, and now they're starting to either have, 
you know, the market's been flooded in certain areas. Um, certain seasonalities are a little bit more difficult. Uh, maybe they are crushing it and paying for themselves. Great. Those aren't the people that are going to raise their hand. However, I have talked to a lot of people and they're down 30, 40, 50% um, in their revenue on those short-term rentals. So that's also another group that I think would be you know, definitely worth having a conversation with. Uh, and even if it's helping them transition from the short term to the midterm or long term and being their consultant on that, you're going to make a ton of contacts and it's a great value add to help your clients kind of manage that asset. So I would definitely be reaching out to that. Or if you don't have any clients and you're newer, try and find those markets and start to entrench yourself in those. Maybe talk to some of the, you know, property managers and people in your area, if you're in a resort town or whatever, and try and get contacted with some of those owners, because I think that's absolutely people will be raising their hand saying, hey, I can't do this quite. I don't get to use it as much as I want to. And the short term numbers just aren't there. I'm kind of over it. I just want to, you know, cash out on my investment. So definitely look at that market. But I think those three markets, the seniors, the attached townhome condo community, and the short-term rentals that aren't willing to or just want to cash out, right? There's a ton of that going on too as well. If we we tap into the rental market, some of the long-term rentals, you know, especially in cities like Denver and things who that have, you know, really added some regulation even to the long-term portion of rentals, you know, some some investors are just like, I'm good. I'm going to take my money and run. I'm going to cash out. And so there is an opportunity in that investor kind of mom and pop investor field that can absolutely provide you a ton of listings. So I hope that I covered some ideas. I hope I turned on some light bulbs for you. As always, please like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Throw me a five-star review on the podcast if I'm five-star worthy, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Feel free to book a realtor game plan call. I love talking strategies like the one shared in this video, and I would love to help you you know, build a, a path or a pillar of business uh, and talk it through, right? Be a sounding board. It's not like everything I say is gold and, you know, this is the only way to build business. That's why I love real estate. There's a million ways to build this business. And I love helping agents do that no matter what brokerage you're at. So look forward to talking to you soon. Go get a win today and we'll see you next time.